Hello, and welcome to our podcast. Today, we're going to talk about a couple of things, but we're going to focus on gratitude. And I'm going to make a couple of statements up front that we're going to explain as we go through. Gratitude is an immense power that we can tap into should we choose. Many people believe that we know, and it can be minimized relatively quickly if we say that we know. But it is such an immense power, it's one of the biggest mistakes we can make is saying, I know, when we think about gratitude. The only way that I would challenge that is if we say, I know what I'm grateful for. Because gratitude is an opening, and when we say, I know, we're closing to the information. We're putting up a, our, our, our words or creating a barrier to allowing something in to move from our head to our heart and really gain understanding and really know. One of my favorite sayings has always been, you don't know what you don't know. And expanding on that, we would say, you don't know what you don't know because to know is to do or to have or be. So if you don't do, you don't have, and you're not being, then you don't know. So there's a lot of people that will talk about different ways to get ourselves in a better, healthier physiology. And people say, oh, I know. I know what to do. And we say, well, why? Why don't we? When I I weighed 300 pounds, I'd say I know how to lose weight. That wasn't wrong. I did know how to lose weight. I had proven it over and over and over. I didn't know how to sustain the improvements I had made and turn that to a continuing move forward. That's been the same for me with many other things in my life were not working for me. They temporarily work, but not necessarily in the long term as far as sustained change. So in this particular case, what I found, and in in all the other cases, what I found is that gratitude and the true power of gratitude is one of the most powerful elements that we can utilize as a foundation for any type of lifestyle or change or way of being that we want to have being said, it is an immense power. Now, to speak to that, Harvard has done a study. They've done studies that say that if you practice gratitude for 21 days by writing down three things you're grateful for every day for 21 days, that you will actually have a change in the chemistry in your brain, a a positive change in your brain. It will improve your ability to counter the cortisol and the stress hormones of high stress. So that's a study that Harvard has done and said is true. What we've learned through other practices, we have a Gratitude of Champions worksheets. We, we have a few of them. and We custom make them for ourselves and our clients custom make their own if they choose or they use one that's already existing. Some start in the morning, some start at night. They're full-day practices of immersing ourselves in gratitude in multiple forms. We want to engage more part of our senses, more senses, to really infuse gratitude into our lives. And we can achieve the same sense or feeling that comes from that 21-day practice in under 10 days. Soon, we're going to do a challenge. If we haven't already launched it, we're going to do a challenge that 
really challenges how quickly can you make the change? Because there's a suggestion that says that by increasing our intention and by engaging more of our senses and the way we choose to visualize that we could possibly, well, we can shorten the window of how long it takes to change that chemistry. And then there's some questions on how much deeper or higher can it go, our sense of gratitude, and how can that affect our lives if we keep that intense of a practice going for a longer period of time. So that engages multiple day parts, multiple intentions, not only writing down a few things that we're grateful for, but sharing it with others, coming up with creative ways to express it and to reward ourselves for it. And there's a there's a, just ways of doing it. Everyone has the opportunity and the right in how in what we do to craft and create and experiment and play with their own way of practicing gratitude for their processing way of processing or you know for, for my way of processing I'm a verbal processor it helps me to express other people are more tactile other people are more visual what are depending on those things there's different ways to try and engage ourselves processing in our best way in what our processing strengths are and now we're stacking the greatest part of ourselves towards this idea of gratitude and we can rel- we can achieve a rapid change <clears throat> we've proved we've demonstrated that we can do it in under 10 days instead of 21 um, but there's going to be a challenge out there that's going to be to do that and also to see if you can do it sooner um, so all right that being said there's the there's a point I want to make at the end of this and you know the point I want to make now is that feedback is key to success so our ability to receive feedback to be open to feedback is key to our success towards what today and tomorrow can look like in how we achieve so our ability to re- I say that because our ability to receive feedback is our ability to learn from what we've experienced, whether it was in the last five minutes, in the last five years, or so anywhere from the past, or even better, currently. What is the feedback from the universe that tells us where we are doing well and where we can improve? If we ask the right questions, right? So if we, well, well, let's take a step back. If we, if we ask the right questions, feedback can be very valuable. But before we can get to asking the right questions, for for me and for everyone else that I know, we first have to become okay with receiving the feedback. Now imagine being in a highly attuned state of gratitude. <sighs> feeling good about all the things you like in the world, things you see that you are appreciative of, noticing what you'd be thankful for, what you are thankful for, what other people are thanking you for, just really feeling in that zone, how much more open you would be to hearing feedback without judgment. When I'm not in a sense of gratitude, 
I'm in more of a sense of judgment and critical thinking and looking at what I don't like and what's not working. So when I get feedback, I'm focused on what I don't want to see, what I don't like, what hurts. It's just a different energy. So if you can take a deep breath, if you're driving and listening to this, keep your eyes open and don't take a deep breath in a meditative way. Focus on driving. But clear the energy anyway and take a deep breath and just think about what it would feel like, what it does feel like when you're grateful and in a state, an emotional state of gratitude. (sighs) And you look at something that maybe you feel was a mistake or something you didn't do quite well. Much easier to look at that. Now we call that looking in the mirror. There's two sides to looking in the mirror for me. One is looking directly in the mirror at myself, my behavior, my actions. In a state of gratitude, that's much safer. I have much better self-talk, and I'm more resource, emotionally resourceful to have ideas of what might be best to do about it. So that's in a state of gratitude. The other thing that a state of gratitude gives me is the ability to then shift from looking in the mirror myself and choosing what I might want to put in the rearview mirror. Because what are the things that I about a situation that I want to leave behind and not ever repeat? So anticipating, when we are looking in the mirror, anticipating what we want to remove or get rid of or not practice again or not repeat and bring into the future or into today can be really helpful. And us being in a state of gratitude really helps with that. Being in a tense, tight, controlling, I've got to make it happen, manipulative type of emotional state makes it much more difficult. So we're looking for ease making it easier to look in the mirror and do a self-evaluation. We're trying to make that easy and effortless. Being in a state of gratitude is where that starts. So the statement I'm making is that our future success and our success in the things that we're working on in the now, we're much, are, are key. They're dependent on our ability to receive feedback on our behavior. And that really, knowing that, then makes us open to any feedback we receive, regardless of how it maybe could be judged. So if we're not judging, and we're just accepting feedback as something to be grateful for, which we can do if we're in a state of gratitude, then we can move forward to making decisions and evaluating in a way that we feel really positive about because we have a confidence of what we're going to get rid of and we can quickly move something over here to the rearview mirror where we can look back. So yeah, that's gone. Now my, I don't know about you, but my confidence, my confidence of being able to own something and really talk about it and just just take ownership of it and say, yeah, that's what happened when I made a mistake, goes up a great deal when I'm, when I'm clear with myself 
that I'm not going to repeat it. You know, how many times have I said, oh, I, you know, after binging, after binge eating or something, I'd be like, how many, how many times have I said, oh, I'm never going to do that again? <laughs> when, I, when I was younger and I drank a lot, man, we'd wake up, I'm never going to do that again. You know, it's hard to look at the behavior and maybe what it meant to me or what I was saying to myself or all those other things, but when I'm in a state of gratitude and when I'm confident that I'm not going to do it again, I don't really have to say it. I don't have to say, man, I'm never doing that again because it's in the rearview mirror. I know it's gone. We can quickly shift from that sense of grief and remorse and regret of, man, I can't believe I did that and I don't ever want to do it again. We turn on the power of gratitude. We can much more easily come to the true decision that we're just not going to do that again. And we can develop with the look in the mirror, we can ask ourselves what we can learn from it so that we don't have to repeat it. And we can look at how what we want to replace it with. We can look at what we want to do instead. So then I can set myself up for, in the case of eating, the next time I go to a dinner party and I start acting like the 12-year-old who was rewarded for going back to the dinner to, the, to get new plates three and four times because they loved it when I loved their food. And I could prepare myself to walk into a dinner party as an adult, not as a 12 or 13-year-old wanting to gain love and appreciation from my aunt. And <laughs> so in a state of gratitude, I can do that because I can even be grateful for how my aunt did choose to love me and how I did gain an appreciation for food and a translation of understanding that that was nourishing me and that she felt loved when I was allowed myself to be nurtured by her with her food. So I can reframe things in a state of gratitude. When I'm not in a state of gratitude and I'm more operating under stress hormones and I'm wanting to control and do other things, it's more difficult. So. That's the, that's the step we're going to make today. The, the way we're going to get there is to talk about basically three ways that we can focus on gratitude in, and in kind of turn up the volume on the intensity of how gratitude's affecting us in a positive way. And just this is an encouragement more than anything just to experiment with it yourself and to, to try this on. Now, you're, you keep following me and check me out on social media and everything else, you'll see a continued discussion on gratitude and I will continue to pull up other things that scientists and professionals have studied about gratitude and about the effects of the mind, some of the neuro neurology behind it, some of the quantum you know, theory behind gratitude and what it really does in our brain. You know, Joe Dispenza said, has said that in his seminars where he's helping people reach a state where their body heals itself that getting the person into a state of gratitude is a foundational key element of creating the environment where that healing can actually take place so that some of those types of things we will continue to get out here and put out there for people to consider and think about because really, if we could get every single person in the world to focus more on gratitude, we could have, a, we could have any kind of change we want to see in the world. And that's, 
that's exciting to me. So let's let's step back now to what what we were going to talk about. There's three things that about gratitude that I, that I think are worth talking about just as a standpoint of getting a start of increasing our awareness of how it really affects us. And one is thinking about anything we might want to thank someone else for. So just looking at what's going on around our life, you know, maybe it's so good example, even if we walk into the kitchen and let's say it's at home and one of your kids or one of your, you know, your spouse or someone else that is living there or staying there has left a mess in the kitchen. We could choose to be upset about the mess in the kitchen or we could be grateful for what they made. Hopefully we got a bite of that cookie or whatever it was, right? And that's easier to be grateful around that standpoint. But maybe we could just be grateful that we're not living alone and that we have love in our home and that we have someone living in our home that's not so fearful based that they have to clean up everything. Now that doesn't mean we don't want them to clean up. I'm just stating there's many ways to filter and look at things to make us to help us be grateful. Another thing, if we're at the work, if we're at the office and we're in the you know break room or kitchen there, we could be gripey about all the different things there. But we could also just be grateful for the fact that we're in a community of work and that we have an opportunity to try and learn how to impact someone else and maybe help someone else understand something that's important to us about a cleaner environment or picking up after ourselves and. What do we know? They might have gotten, a, we have no idea why they might have left that there. And if we push too hard, and this has happened, we push too hard on something because we think it's right. We oftentimes find out that there's a really good reason why it happened. So solving the tension within me that I find because of some outside experience, that's my gift and that's the gift to me and that's feedback from the universe to me that I can see more easily if I'm standing on a platform of gratitude because when we're grateful we're also humble so what would we be thankful for others even when we see things that might trip us up and want us to be critical that's almost a more important time to look try and find something that we could be grateful for so along with that what are other things that we like it could be that there's a tree in the front yard that offers shade could be the way that the lights coming into the window could be the sense of air coming into our lung. Could be anything that we find is positive, helpful, something we can be thankful for. That is what gratitude is. Okay. Next step is to think about how we receive thanks from others. What are we doing that to put an attitude of gratitude out into the world? What are we doing? to help create an environment where people have things to be grateful for. What if seeing the messy kitchen is our call to action to jump in and help and clean the kitchen? Uh, there's days I would have said, man, I'm not doing that. that I told I, I've been saying for months, you need to clean the kitchen. You need to clean up after yourself. It's your chore, whatever. I could stay in that state of uh, tightness and tension like, darn it, they're not doing what I've asked them to do and, I'm, and, and I can come from a sense of responsibility and I can have all these great reasons to get tight or I can release all of that and stay grateful. I guarantee you anyone that's on the other side of that equation 
is going to respond better if we stay grateful and appreciative and look for positive ways to impact them. That goes much farther. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not different ways to still approach someone that's more effective for them based on their strengths and their style and their processing and everything else. But it does mean, or and, it does mean that we'll go a lot farther if we stay in a state that is grateful. That's another key element to this that we'll get into because gratitude isn't all about letting someone off the hook or off the hook if we're thinking about things people could be grateful for in, in us. If we're acting in a way that we could imagine people being thankful for, or how do we act when someone's thanking us? That's our ability to, to receive gratitude. <clears throat> if we're on this level of gratitude, thinking about what my responsibility in this is the state I get to stay in, the state I choose. Whoever, if you're in a group environment, the person with the strongest emotional state wins. So if my stress is stronger than your gratitude, we're going to feel some stress. But if your gratitude is stronger, we're going to experience gratitude. Oftentimes we shrink when somebody else is stressed and try and show up and helpful, be helpful. If we cannot shrink, but stay kind, loving, tolerant, and in a place of extreme gratitude, it's different. Now, I can stay love, kind, and tolerant much easier, again, when I'm in a state of gratitude, when I'm focusing and noticing on what I'm grateful for. So we're stacking the positive experience that we can have. Okay, next is opportunities and challenges. Being grateful for opportunities and challenges. And this can be some of the, what people say is the tougher work possibly. And maybe you have no effort at all in being grateful for an opportunity or a challenge that you've been faced with. Maybe something that you consider terrible or that everyone in the world can consider terrible has happened and you have found a way to feel grateful for that. It's, it's, People do it. It's very possible. So maybe you have that ability and you've already practiced that ability to be grateful for something and how it strengthened you. It's easy to be grateful for an opportunity we're excited about, but an opportunity to change or grow, which often comes in the form of somebody making my life more difficult in my mind, right? I get, oh my gosh, would they stop? And I, I remember a moment where my wife at the time was really upset with me. She was, I, don't, I don't remember all the details of why, but she was throwing her typical hooks at me, wanting to get, get into my side for me to get in and argue with her. And I stopped. I took a deep breath. And I looked at her arms down as non-threatening body language as I could. And I said, I am so sorry. I am so sorry that you're having this experience with me. 
I, I want nothing more than to give you a different experience. As a matter of fact, I want to be positive, uplifting, nurturing, kind, and loving, and a positive influence in your life. And I've clearly, that has not worked. I am not succeeding in providing that experience for you right now. <sighs> Completely diffusing and different. And anyone who wants to try that, I, I urge you to try it. It's It really works. I could not have done that without practicing an extreme level of gratitude so that I was prepared when I walked in and found her angry and upset and triggered and wanting to and she's coming from something from the past and some trigger that happened and something that affected her and making it about me, wanting me to show up in a way that solves her problem. And I knew I had chased that long enough and tried to do it. It didn't work. So stopping and just owning the moment made all the difference in the world. And I could not have done that had I not been practicing a solid amount of gratitude, an extreme level of gratitude, which is what our worksheets do. So it's actually around the time that I developed some of the practices that went into these worksheets. So that being said, there's, it's easy to be really excited and grateful for an opportunity that we love and that we want. It's possibly less and more challenging, less likely that someone will be immediately grateful with something that they consider to be bad that just happened. I'm not always grateful that I left my wallet at home on my way to the airport and I really need it because it has my ID. However, I don't know what might have not happened because I had to go back. So just staying grateful for what I don't know and for the fact that I'm healthy and safe and I might be late and I might miss a flight. That's a lot better than maybe what could have happened. So just considering that there might have been some protection from the universe in that, I'm much, again, more likely to see that if I'm in a state of gratitude. So the other, the other parts of this are how this feeds into all of the other work that's happening in the world when we're trying to change our mindset and trying to get ourselves in the right spirit of flow, of staying in the flow of the universe, in the flow of abundance, in the flow of love and kindness and resources and opportunities. If we want to stay in the flow, we want to, the best way to do that is with this foundation of gratitude. So when we go to meditate, I have tried meditating when I'm in a state of stress to calm myself down. And I would prefer in those moments to use breathing practices that are meant to calm. Maybe use a kumosu and breathe through the Japanese kumosu that is known, you know, five deep breaths through that, blowing, exhaling through that does another, you know, changes the chemistry in our brain. Or maybe it's breathing in a count of four, four, eight, or four, five, six, or, you know, there's all these techniques that we can get into, but 
when I'm under stress, I'd rather breathe to bring myself down into a place where I'm not as stressed, where I can do more regulatory breathing and just notice staying at a calm state. Then I can meditate. Well, again, I can do that better if I'm already starting from a place of gratitude. So gratitude's about automating gratitude, using gratitude as a standard of living. We then be able to to automate that, just have that natural way of being. But before we can automate that, we must become optimal in how we experience and express it as we become optimal that's usually because we've automated pieces of it and then we can choose how we automate it so the next thing is when we get into contemplation so really key elements of goal setting and when we get into strengths and we start looking at how to utilize our strengths toward the achievement of something a desired result when we're wanting to really move in that direction we we want that state of gratitude contemplation and visualization are very important and for 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 me you know contemplation and visualization are an extension of meditation because i want to be in somewhat of a meditative state so that i'm calm and peaceful and breathing and regulated and open so that then i can put a word or a phrase out to contemplate and i'm in a listening state where i can hear intuitive thoughts and notions that are important for me to hear. Now, if I then want to move into visualization, I'm going to tap into the emotion, which is the key of visualization in trying to reach a goal, is to tap into the emotion of what it's going to feel like when we experience the success that we desire, whatever that success is. If the achievement is to own a new car, it's, we could say, mechanically simple to go to the car dealership who has the car we want and drive it, smell it, experience it, touch it, lean on it. And then that adds some of our senses into the visualization. But it also adds to our ability to be grateful for it. Thinking about how grateful it might be to have a cooled seat if you live in Arizona or a heated seat if you live in Alaska. What, what, how grateful would we be for heated steering wheel <laughs> in cold weather? That can be fabulous. So we can tap into gratitude. We can tap into all of the feelings we want in visualization if it's something that simple. But what if it's something we've never experienced before with how deeply we love or how good we, or how intensely we experience an expression of sharing, learning, and understanding about another human? and excelling the lives of our children or our spouses or our parents or siblings. If we're trying to connect with someone relationally, we can do that, again, much better with that level of gratitude, but we can we want to visualize what that feels like. And if we haven't been there yet, it's another way to stay open and consider that. Now, there's a lot of ways to do that that aren't about gratitude. Sometimes it's thinking through what problems will I have when I get there. <clears throat> here's the thing. If you don't have a positive frame around the problems you have now and you don't have some sense of gratitude for what those things are teaching you, how difficult is it going to be to visualize the problems you're going to have then? 
life doesn't just stop. We, people don't just become successful. They don't achieve a goal and then have no problems because that goal's achieved. Life keeps happening. And the goal being achieved isn't typically all done in the moment it's achieved. It's done in all of the actions on a daily basis leading up to that. So <clears throat> gratitude is critical to establishing the life we want to live. It's critical to understanding how we're wired and it's critical to our ability to accept feedback from our surroundings and from our experiences, whether it's someone verbally giving us feedback or if it's just the feedback we're receiving based on the results. And these things are absolutely done more efficiently and optimally when we are in an optimized state of gratitude. So I urge you to join me in gratitude practices as we move forward. Stay tuned. If you haven't already taken a challenge to step into gratitude from a different filter, from the filters we're going to offer it in, jump in with, with both feet or all fours if you're feeling more animalistic. <laughs> Lions, not sheep. And be a lion and jump in there to gratitude, right? Um, that would be all fours. And we could be grateful for that spirit to be flowing through us, right? Um, it's funny. That's one of the things. I'll, I'll, I'll just end on this because I think it's funny. But that's one of the things that I'm not grateful for all the time. I think about, I see all these guys at the gym with all these different logoed T-shirts and stuff. But and I, I've, I think the Lions Not Cheap is a great concept and a great idea. And people are having a lot of fun with it. But I see a bunch of people getting together saying, Lions Not Cheap. And, and, and you know, it's kind of like, the person with a whatever their church is a big bumper sticker promoting their church but they're driving through traffic and flipping everybody off so you see <laughs> it doesn't give you a very good impression of that church right they're angry it's like man i don't know if i want to go to that church or not um and it really that's no reflection on the church that's just humanity that's just we get to see each other in all of our imperfect states and we all have the opportunity to make ourselves, to, to work with ourselves to be more in flow with the universe. And it's not worth trying to be perfect. It doesn't work. I'm not going to say everyone's going to flip someone off on the road, but everyone's going to get frustrated and angry on the road at some point in their life. And how are they going to behave, right? So if we're, if we're grateful, we may not flip anyone off more. But my point is the same thing in the gym with lines not cheap. And I, I start getting these attitudes. If I'm not grateful, I'll start getting these attitudes that say, we have a frontal lobe, people. Like, stop comparing yourselves to four-legged animals that don't have a frontal lobe. How about we just humanize ourselves? How about we just be human and real and stop putting on these fronts and these, these personas? Stop putting these faces on that don't include someone who doesn't feel that strong that day or whatever. And I'll just get on these rants and be on these soapboxes in my own mind. Nobody knows I'm doing that. <laughs> I'm sitting... I'm doing my thing in the gym, and in my mind, up I'm on these these soapboxes, just letting everyone have it with some idea or judgment or opinion I have over how they could do something better. And I know a couple of people <laughs> when they listen to this, they're going to come back and give me a hard time because um, 
they've been in the gym with different shirts like that <laughs> and said and we've had interactions about it so that'll be that'll be fun but look wherever you are today whatever you're doing if you're out for a walk driving your car headed to work and you're listening to this if you're not grateful get there and if you don't know how to get there even if you do know how to get there take a look at what we're doing here with gratitude and check it out and if you don't look at it here just google gratitude for yourself and look at the science of gratitude and how it helps and how it what it can do for you it's a call to action that is non-threatening and gives you a foundation for anything you want to do anything and you will do it better and more successfully if you've taken gratitude really seriously and turned it up in your life to the highest volume you can. We'll see you again next time. Thank you for being here listening and participating. Thank you for joining us for another amazing episode of The Point with me, Jeff Spikes. The greatest compliment you could give me is liking, loving, and sharing this episode with all your friends. So please, if you're on Spotify, iHeart, or iTunes, leave a five-star rating and review. If you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. Make sure to tag me. I love hearing from you, the listeners of this show. The links for all my social and iTunes are in the show notes. Also, if you'd like to engage with me in anything related to my coaching, consulting, speaking, or programs, please visit jeffspikes.com for everything you would need to know to engage with me offline. And lastly, thank you for your time, your attention, and your consideration. This is The Point.